everyone. Welcome to the Outlaws of Horror again. I am Paul. I'm one of the Outlaws, and I am here with my fellow Outlaws. Introduce yourself, guys. How's it going, guys? I'm Scott. Outlaw Colin. How you doing, guys? We're back again, boys, and we are going to be talking this time about um, horror movies or movies that were uniquely made, movies that are, could be considered national treasures or national bombs, um, mm. depending on which view or which mindset you're in. Uh, movies that you don't need a brain to watch, popcorn movies, whatever you want to call them, brilliantly bad movies, etc. Um, we're going to focus on just a couple because we did in the last podcast quite a few weird eclectic ones for, for people to go out and watch and discover for the first time. But I think we should start about one that's very close to our heart um, because of obviously George Romero and, and all of the films that we know and love and the celebrities we've spoken to. Um, let's start off with My Uncle John is a Zombie. Scott? It's a great film. It's a great film. And it's, you know what? It's it's going to be not so much review because how do you review a masterpiece without bad saying it's absolutely absolutely fantastic? Uh, Anyway, so yeah, this was a film that was written and co-directed by John Russo and Robert Lucas. It was uh, released in 2016 and it was filmed in some pretty decent locations where me and Colin have actually... um, been to in the past and hopefully all all of us will be going back there in the future like Evan City Cemetery and Evan City Pennsylvania but basically Pittsburgh so just on this my uncle John is a zombie it it, it is I agree with you Scott it's a masterpiece but it's it's something else because again me being kind of the the the, I don't know the rediscoverer the newbie the novice of the whole Romero pool of work this for me I when I first watched it yeah it was made 2016 but I watched this about six to seven weeks ago and i watched it i think i watched it about 1 a.m after we finished recording a series of podcasts and i thought well i'll start watching it i'll finish it tomorrow and i didn't i stayed up and i watched it all the way through and i was blown away because it had it had russ striner in it um and the minute it started i thought oh my god this is a this is part of george's canon because it had that cemetery. It was back at the cemetery. It was The sets and the where they filmed it was familiar, which immediately, if you're a fan of Night, Dawn or Day, you get a comfortableness with the characters. And I genuinely thought that the zombie in this was some sort of latter, latter sequel of maybe one of the zombies has survived society. I thought it could be, you know, like a, a end of uh, Day of the Dead and then black screen, 60 years later you know how society's evolved they've you know learned to live with zombies or they've exterminated most of them but one or two still exist and they've learned to communicate um but it's got all it's got all the it's too fascinating a film not to watch if you're a fan of day night or dawn you have to watch my uncle john as a zombie because i saw it as uh, almost almost an unofficial indirect totally non-attached um sequel in some forms I also saw it as a family reunion. Um, I saw it as just a homage and a tribute to the original work. I saw it as a decent standalone movie. Um, And I just saw it as a a passion project as well. Um, It's one that, yeah, it was just good. I mean, it got 5.9 on IMDb, which I think is a bit harsh because I think it should get at least a seven. um, To be honest, that's only based on 101 reviews anyway. Um, But just on just on the summary alone, I mean, um, this is the storyline. A zombie, uh, Uncle John, uh, kept in hiding by his niece and nephew, suddenly becomes famous when the world discovers he can talk 
and the reasons as though he were alive. As his popularity grows, he's discovered by zombie hunters who want to kidnap him and hunt him for sport, um, which is just... I mean, the user reviews are quite good. Um, some of them say are uh, fun, if slightly underwhelming zombie co comedy. I would say it's a fun zombie comedy without a doubt. It doesn't yeah. take itself too seriously. Um, you can see they were enjoying it. You can see the actors were giving it their best. Um, there's some quite nice ladies in it. If I'm, mm -hmm. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, they are very mm -hmm. nice ladies. Great actresses, um, which was nice. The gun nuts were your typical redneck gun nuts, the zombie hunters. Um, Ross Striner was brilliant. You can see Ross Striner just enjoyed yeah. every minute. And it weren't just a cameo. It was a character. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a Reverend Hodge, Reverend Hodgkins. Yeah, Reverend Hodgkins or something. Yeah, yeah, he was a nutty, obsessed reverend who believed that the dead was a curse and yeah. it was against God's law. And he kind of was the, whis the Chinese whisperer, wasn't he? The, the yeah. one against him. It, it was brilliant. Yeah. It was really cool. I mean, what do you think, Scott? What, what, what was your views on this film? <clears throat> well, to be fair, when I went in to watch this film, I, I didn't really... I, like many films, I don't go into them with a sort of like an, an expectation. I just go in to watch it to see what it's all about. And then at the end of it, I kind of make uh, my own assumption of what I like about it. And to be fair, there's my Uncle John the Zombie because I wanted to watch it so badly and I've been look, looking for it for years, but it's quite difficult to get in the UK. It's very, um, yeah. When we managed to get hold of it and I watched it, I... I just loved every second of it because, again, we're friends with some of these people and it's just good to see them have a good time and just enjoy what they're doing and it just makes it really, really cool to watch. But then the thing that caught me off guard was, <clears throat> and I believe John Russo is very, very proud of this, it's his zombie song at the end during the credits. And I remember just laughing. I was sat in the front room watching this film and I'm laughing my ass off. I was genuinely crying with laughter. I was just like, I couldn't believe he's doing this seriously. Now, is he doing it seriously or not? But I don't know. The way John did this, it was a great film, a good story. Uh, the zombies look great, as they always do in like, sort of like the Romero, sort of like University, if you will. They kind of start off black and white to blue to colour, and it's great. Um, but yeah, no, great all around. The acting, to be fair, in parts were slim, let's be honest. But in other parts, they were cool. It's was, it was just a great film. And giving it, a, what, 5.1 on IMBD, I believe, I, I, I do, I, I agree with you on that, Paul. I think it should be at least seven, seven and a half at least. But yeah, as a film, it's great. I'd recommend to go watch it. So um, the next thing I want you to do um, is sing. I'm not singing the John. I'm not singing it. <laughs> well, I'll no. do it. If there's a way of putting that video in there somewhere, yeah, I think there might be. Um, but we'd probably, yeah, I don't know if we can or not. Actually, um, we could probably figure out a way of doing it. You guys chat amongst yourself while I um. I talk about it because Colin, you you haven't seen it yet, have you? So I haven't seen it. It is on my shame and disgrace list. upon I mean, me. I am I am lacking in my uh, duty on this particular one. I have uh, been reading a lot of the reviews on IMDb, and I, and something that you were talking about, Paul, how it's you know a, a kind of unintended or unofficial sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Well, if this review is right, it's probably got a bit more of a firmer status than that because. This one one guy does seem to suggest that the sheriff 
that shot Ben in the original Night of the Living Dead is in this. That character is in this. So that is a that is a direct correlation back to Night of the Living Dead. So it's uh, it can be considered, I think, part of uh, the canon, as far as I'm concerned, if that's true, which means it's uh, got its rightful status within the uh, world of Romero, which I think is very, very good. Uh, and obviously having Rush Dryan in it as well gives it that extra seal of approval. Uh, so if you are a Romero fan and if you are like me and currently wallowing in the shame and disgrace of having not seen it, I think we need to get it seen because it's definitely looking like it's part of that universe, part of that world. And I've I've met John, like Scott refers to, we know we're, we're friends with these guys uh, and they really do put heart and soul in into these projects. I mean, we know John was an original co-writer uh, for Night of the Living Dead. He's nursed that film and, uh, you know, lovingly cared for that film over its 50 years that it's been uh, been out in the uh, public domain. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing this. And uh, as soon as I get my hands on it, I shall be watching it, hopefully maybe even tonight. And I shall write that wrong. That's it. It's definitely what Paul said. It's definitely a huge head tilt nod to the Romero universe. And people who are fans of them films will love everything about this film in terms of settings, surroundings, just everything about it. Even some of the um, the dialogue as well. If you if you're really into the Romero stuff, then you really have a lettuce. But on that note as well, I have just messaged John asking him, does he want to come on the show and we can do a whole show talking about this with the writer and director. So we'll see well, where I'll that definitely comes. get it watched. I'll definitely get it watched in that <laughs> show, definitely. So we'll see if he comes back to us. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Uh, John's a great guy. I mean, we, we were so lucky. Uh, all, all three of us, just to various extents, were so lucky to, to, get, to get to spend some time with John back in. February before everything went completely the way tits of the pair tits up. Yeah, I mean, I and I was fortunate enough to drive him to and from Heathrow, uh, you know, back up to Manchester and stuff. And yeah, just the stories, the passion, the love for this genre. You know, these these films is there. So to get him on the show would be absolutely awesome. That's it. And there's also we. I do have another video. <clears throat> It's only about a two-minute-long video, uh, the Weekend of the Dead, uh, sort of like panels. <clears throat> and there's a part in it where uh, the, the one of the owners of Weekend of the Dead, Marcus, brought it up to uh, John's memory again the, the night before we was having a few beers. Now, John's a tank when it comes to beers. He's a menace. That, that guy can drink. I mean, he may be old, <clears throat> but he can drink. Jesus Christ. So anyway, we was all sat there, was sitting around the uh, table, and he was having his <clears throat> story time, if you will. Holy call. Yeah. And then he just he just turned around to me and went, Scott, you're a fat fuck. <laughs> and I was just like, fucking hell, John, you old nice, cunt. <laughs> so yeah, there's a video on that and it's on there. And it's, that's how much love we have for everyone because it was just such a, a yeah. fun night. It was that's what John is, and that's what I love about all the Romero alumni, if you will. They're so nice to their fans. I mean, it's brilliant. It's out. Oh, what well, Scott and I were lucky enough to meet John about a year, about eight months before that, weren't we, in yeah. uh, in Pittsburgh? And, and he welcomed us then. He welcomed us like he'd known us, you know, for as long as he's known anyone. Uh, and that, that that is kind of, you know, kind of testament to him and, and the Romero family. Yeah. And that's what makes his films brilliant. Yeah. 
know, because you know the people, you love the people, the films are great, regardless. Exactly. Just on this, I happened, while you guys were talking, I happened to have found <laughs> the end credit. Uh, so what I'm going to try and do now, um, via the miracles of technology, if this works, and again, this is an experiment we may have to edit out. So if it works, it's in. If it isn't, it's out. So I'm going to try and share my screen. Windows Media Player. Hopefully you guys will see Windows Media Player. Can you see that? Yeah. Well, actually, just a quick um, uh, commentary on this. The building, <clears throat> the black building in the back there, that's the building in Dawn of the Dead. That's the UMPC building. So oh. when the helicopter takes off, that's where the lights are going off. Gotcha. And, and this yellow bridge here if you go to the other side of it and go across that road where that tree line is so where yeah. john's our hand is that tree line there go a little bit further up there that's where george Romero's offices were uh everything's deliberate isn't it yeah i'm probably completely off here scott but it doesn't look too familiar to the view from where they filmed the dawn of the dead uh dock scenes as well because we visited yeah. them and that view is yeah. very very familiar i think it's around that area as well no it is that you're exactly right there colin that's where the helicopter takes off yeah um, so can you once... see the screen yeah? yeah yes excellent right so i'm going to press play and hopefully the audio works as well oh hang on oh dear hang on me zoom uh there we go let's try and there we go Fucking Can you hear that music? No, no. I can't hear it. No, it's zombie still. dude is arms, arms, <laughs> wah, 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 woo. I'm going to sing it then. He's having lots of fun, isn't he? Zombie dude is arms, 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 arms. Zombie dude is arms, 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 arms. Zombie dude is arms, 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 arms. Wah, wah, woo. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The man is a legend. Awesome. It's quite Fair play to him. Um, it's it, everything about this end credits is just insane and zany. It just sums the film up a hundred percent. Surfing zombie. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he just must have had fun with this. Just, oh yeah, that's got to be isn't it? Yeah. And we'll just we'll make this as zany as we can. Yeah. Um, that's that's it. I mean, um, even. Even some of the zombies that are in the film, that uh, I've got some of these guys on my friends list. Right, I'm gonna stop this sharing. Sort of. It's brilliant. Right, there we go. Hopefully, nice. we don't get come, done for copyright breach or anything like that, showing an end credit. <laughs> but there but we yeah, go. Brilliant! It's such a great film. That that end credit there, like we just said, it just sums that film up of how zany, how silly, but how brilliant it is. It's a beautifully brilliant film. That's what it is. I I rarely ever will I start watching a film at 1am in the morning and stay up all night. And I think if I remember rightly, wasn't I texting you guys at like three o'clock in the morning going, yeah. oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> I'm sure that was annoying your missus or your phone's going off. But um, yeah, yeah, it was, um, it's a great film. It's a great, great film. And if it is linked to the canon, brilliant. Um, I think I remember, I think I, when we were speaking to Russ Striner, I was saying that, you know, um, maybe there should be sequels to this. We'll have, you know? to, uh, we'll, we'll have to apply to the uh, George Romero Foundation to have it oh, linked could in we, to could that we do, timeline. Could we do My Uncle John is a Zombie um, Part 2, Barbara's Back? 
<laughs> Saying that, though, I think there was something on Facebook a few days ago where John said he should do it and he should call it My Uncle John Goes to College or something. <laughs> you could do some, you could do series of sequels. Yeah. You could do spin-offs of night or dawn or day where you just you think that these people are dead, um, but they're actually not. They survive or they become zombies. There is so much more. Do you know what? The more I watch the Romero movies, the more traction I genuinely believe there is for creating spin-offs. Yeah. But then again, I've said to you guys before, I think I've said it privately. If 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 it was up to me, I would probably go out and find an investor and reboot the films into a not, I'm not saying they're not, not masterpieces in their form, but give them the due cognizance of a modern Hollywood blockbuster trilogy as well, where they maybe link them a bit better and or they expand it to give that day, night and dawn linked feeling, but still based on the original intent of all of Romero's work or, or even make it a five part series where, I mean, you you said it yourself about, you know, in, in one of the podcasts um, that we recorded about um, there's lots of, work that was discovered of Romero's George Romero's that still isn't published that needs to be sorted and gone through and so there's there's lots of there's lots of Romero that we probably still haven't seen yet um, and it'd be yeah. really cool for that to come out to be fair that you're right I think there's only about 10% of Romero that we have seen yeah you know and, and there's a few there's a lot there <clears throat> but again that's what the remarkable work of the George Romero Foundation are doing so please you know Support. <laughs> so, what is their website, Colin? So, their website, I've got it in my bookmark, so I'll tell you exactly what it is. It is georgearomerofoundation.org. Okay. Uh, and what, what I can say uh, uh, is that on the 1st of October, they're going to rebrand and relaunch uh, mm -hmm. the website, uh, and Romero lives, and it's going to be followed by a whole swathe of a events through through October some of them will be, yep. some, some are going to be very exciting can't say too much at the moment but some of them are going to be fine. very exciting uh, so I definitely check out uh, the film as we've been talking about it and then after that check out georgiaomerofoundation.org uh, to get all the latest news that the foundation are doing to preserve the legacy of George and to keep his uh, work thriving they're doing a lot of good work those guys that's the acronym we know as a um, Garf. Garf, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And if you're more of a social media person, hit Garf into any of the major platforms and, and you'll be able to follow them. Uh, they're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. They're all over that. So you shouldn't have too much trouble finding them and kind of keeping up with all the news. Cool. Right. Um, I want to talk about another uh, masterpiece that I discovered um, because I think these two films go into the the... the, the, the the box of the masterpieces, something that maybe wasn't expected to be a masterpiece, but is. I want to talk about a film called Iron Sky. Okay, so now there's there's two. There's, it was made in 2012. Um, there was a sequel called Iron Sky: The Common Race. I pray to God that there is a third one, because Iron Sky, uh, the sequel, was even zanier and better. Um, and for those who do not know um, what Iron Sky is, um, I want to give you a summary, and this is what makes it brilliant. The Nazis set up a secret base on the dark side of the moon in 1945, where they hide <laughs> out and plan to return to power in 2018. Now, that isn't an awesome storyline. So, yes, you heard it right. The movie opens 
with an astronaut, um, uh, a, a, a chap for NASA, who's hopping along the moon. Um, he's, a, he's a black chap, and he stumbles across some Nazis wearing moon gear. And, of course, they see him as a black astronaut. And, of course, the racism comes out straight away. They try and turn him white. It's insane. What? Madness. Yeah, they try and make him white. There's, a very, very, there's some very nice ladies in this film. And the best thing is the tagline for Iron Sky is the Reich strikes back. <laughs> um, and this has this has a great cast in it. It has, um, I believe, I think it's in this one or in the sequel. There's a section where um, I think it's Adolf Hitler is sitting on the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, he comes through some doors and goes, Zeke Heil, motherfucker. Stop, um, stop. Yeah, go on. Sorry, what? Adolf Hitler is riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, that's in the sequel. Oh, yes. right. Right, okay. That's in the sequel. So you've got to watch both of them. They're brilliant masterpieces. Um, but yeah, in the sequel, there's a scene where Adolf Hitler comes through. He's riding, he's like a zombie himself because uh, he's obviously really old and regenerated. And he's riding a T Rex and he just goes, Zick hard, motherfuckers. It's insane. <laughs> just just on your cast, Paul, just, I'm just uh, checking it out. There is, there's actually a George A. Romero link here, believe it or not. Now, bear is with there me. really? There is, yeah, bear with me. Because I noticed that Udo Kia is in this film. Uh, people may know him from Blade, of course. He was the sort of chief vampire on their uh, committee of vampires in the first oh, Blade. He was, yeah. He's among other brilliant, things. isn't he? He's yeah, one of the Nazi good. generals. He's one of the leads. But he's also in Suspiria, uh, a Dario Argento classic. And, of course, Dario Argento was great friends with our illustrious Mr Romero, helping him out with Doran and all sorts. So this is, again, now to be idolised in that world through that link. As strenuous as it may be. Odo Key is very good. He's an ace Ventura, of course. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very he's got a great um uh, range of but there's uh, Julia Dietes is the blonde um like Nazi scientist. She's awesome to watch. Even the President of the United States is a lady, she's really, really oh, funny cool. and insane. She's a proper bitch in it. But um it's 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 a film where you watch it and you just go, what the hell? I mean, the storyline, the summary on IMDb, which, by the way, it got on IMDb 5.9 out of 10, which it deserves more. Um, but the storyline is this. Um, in the last moments of World War II, a secret Nazi space program evaded destruction by fleeing to the dark side of the moon. Transformers ripoff. Um, during 70 years of utter secrecy, the Nazis construct a gigantic space fortress, which they do in the shape of a Nazi symbol. Um, and with an armada of flying saucers, when American astronaut James Washington puts down his lunar lander a bit too close to the Nazi base, the moon Führer, because that's what they call him, the moon, moon Führer, Führer, oh, Führer yeah, no. which, which is played by Udo Kia. <clears throat> so he is the moon Führer. Um, decides the glorious moment of retaking the Earth has arrived sooner rather than expected. Washington claims the mission is a publicity stunt for the President of the United States, who's a lady who wants to go back there. But what else could a man um, be but a scout for the imminent attack by Earth forces? So they think the Earth are attacking them. The Fourth Reich, not the Third Reich, the Fourth Reich must act. Two Nazi officers, um, an idealistic Renate Richter, travel to Earth to prepare the invasion. In the end, when the moon Nazi UFO armada darkened the sky is ready to strike, every man, woman and nation must reevaluate their priorities. It is absolutely just weird. It's insane, but it's just brilliant. There is post-credit scenes. There is a director's cut, which is just brilliant. Um, there was actually a spin-off called Iron Sky Invasion, um, and there was also a sequel. Um, and this 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 was nominated for awards at Berlin Film Festival. It's got some really decent reviews, 370 user reviews. 
um, because it, it 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 was a crowdfunded movie. Yeah, and I was going to say there's a lot of fan love. There's tons of fan love. Lot there is fan tons, love. and I can see why. To honest you, because they pulled um, seven point five million together, so they gave it a decent budget, which is why this is not one of those ad hoc Adobe Premiere Pro. It's got a decent cast, um, and it and it it shouldn't work, but it did. It's filmed in English and in Germany, um, released around the world. Uh, okay, yeah, it made this. This is how weird it was. The budget was seven and a half million. Okay, made ten point one. Wow, that's not bad then. That's not it's bad. Not bad at all. Um, Ninety-three minutes runtime, hundred and ten on the director's cut. Uh, it's just a marvelous, marvelous piece of film filmmaking. And the sequel, which is called Iron Sky: The Coming Race, it just gets dumber and stupider and weirder. And that's got five out of ten, which I think is a travesty. But this one has all sorts of fuckwittery in it, to be perfectly frank, because um, this one has um, uh, guys playing uh, the judges from, um, uh, was it not Britain's Got Talent, but uh, The X Factor. It's got um, Steve Jobs in it. It's it's just weird. <laughs> and basically the sequel, um, what it is, is I'll, I'll read it out. So it's 20 years after the events of Iron Sky, the former Nazi moon base has become the last refuge of mankind. Um, Earth has been devastated by a nuclear war. Um, but buried deep under the earth is a power that can save humanity or, or destroy it. And basically what it does is it talks about the truth of how the world came around. But they then have to go with the Nazis into the hollow earth to save humanity to fight a new villain, which is an ancient shape-shifting reptilian race and their army of dinosaurs. So Nazis on the moon. Shape-shifting ra- ra- uh, aliens, a nuclear wiped-out planet. It's just got so much, it's mind-blowing. Okay? So Iron Sky is a quality, quality film. Um, they did a crowd-funding. Crowd they got half a million um, pretty much immediately. It, it made millions of dollars. Um, where is the budget? So I'm just trying to find what the budgets exactly were. Um uh, let's see, hang on. I'll tell you what, while Paul's looking for that, <clears throat> yeah. that uh, going back to Udo Kier a little bit, he was actually yeah. in a film back in 2007, a Rob Zombie film called Werewolf Women of the, of the SS. <laughs> it's a two-minute long short comedy horror, and it's got another Romero sort of like loop hold back to it. It's got Bill Mosley in it, who was obviously... Oh, cool. Johnny from that Living Dead nineteen ninety, and also Tom Towles in it, who was Harry Cooper in that Living Dead nineteen ninety. Oh no! So it cost twenty one million to make, which explains why, because it is big action, and they made four hundred grand. All right. So it tanked. <laughs> now the worst thing is, is that there's a post credit scene where it shows the Russians have a base on the dark side of Mars. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anyone who likes sci-fi, anyone who likes uh, Nazis being the villains, anyone who likes dinosaurs or zombies, what the hell does Iron Sky not give you? It's a masterpiece. I've got to check those out. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. So Iron Sky parts one and two, they're dumb popcorn movies, but they're great. And the bit on in the sequel where Adolf Hitler comes out and goes, "Zeke, car motherfuckers." Uh, is just to die for to be honest. I think it's actually in the credits as well. Yeah, um, that's money on my wallet. That is. Right but that that straight away probably is never going to get the third film it needs. If they're going to struggle. Yeah. Well, the stunning. Massively. The effects are stunning in it. They are absolute. I mean, it is proper big budget, big effect movie, which makes the really piss poor acting brilliant. 
It's like with any bad movie. Sometimes a bad movie can be made brilliant with a score. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. the score can make a good movie or off the charts. Yeah. This takes um, great cinema photography, great effects, and makes poor acting watchable. Just uh, obviously, this is this was updated. This has not been updated for a while, but I was yeah. just checking out the director's credits. Timo Vurienzola. Uh, and he's got something in post-production called The Ark and Iron Sky Story. So there may be some spin-offs. Uh, and this talks about a pair of audio files trying to decode a mysterious message received from the moon but find themselves up against the Illuminati. Whether that'll see the light of day or not, that's it. And top billing Udo Kier as the Grand Master. Ooh, the arc, an iron sky um, story. Yeah, but it's in post-production. Yeah, so it could see the light of day still. But that, so it's been that made. Panel, that update was May 2018, so we have to hope, keep our fingers crossed. Oh, wow, that would be that would be something else if that was. Oh, it looks like it's uh, Japanese-funded. And hmm. this is this can't be right. I'm just clicking on this before I go. Andy apparently, Garcia. Yeah, I just had to click on that to make sure it was the right Andy Garcia. But apparently, it is Andy Garcia. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, weirdly, weirdly enough, is in these films. You, you, Donald Trump appears in these films, but not the real <laughs> Donald Trump. A spoof Donald Trump. Um, I think the, the real one is a spoof, isn't he? Sorry. Words, <laughs> words can't explain how weird um, this movie is. Um, oh, Emily Attack is in it as well. She plays one of the cast. So Emily Attack played Star Lord's mother in um, the sequel to um, Oh Guardians of the Galaxy. She was also in In Between Us. She played uh, Will's girlfriend. Oh. So Emily Attack. She was in um, I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here as well. Is that the blonde one? Yeah. Well, she's in really the sequel. Nice. She's in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Oh mate, they leveled up massively. They got a proper cast in this. Um, I think maybe the story, in all fairness, the story goes mental because, yeah, fair enough, do a sequel where you've got um, zombie uh, Nazis on the other side of the moon, get it. But then when you go into the centre of the earth and they're shape-shifting reptiles sitting on dinosaurs uh, with Nazis, it, it's just, can you be <laughs> overwhelmed by uh, the, the madness of a storyline? Um, maybe. Um, but this has Vladimir Putin in it. He's got Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Hope, uh, yeah, Joseph Stalin's in it. Margaret Thatcher. Oh, God, Mark uh... <laughs> um, It's got, it's got every, it, honest to God, it's got Donald Trump in it. Um, it's got Adolf Hitler in it. And again, uh, Ud, um, Udolf Kia plays Adolf Hitler as well. So he doesn't just play the moon um, uh, Fuhrer. He plays Adolf Hitler as well. Um, it's, yeah, it's uh, Steve Jobs, yeah, Kim Jong-un. Genghis Khan. What? This is insane. This Do you know what this life. is like? Do you know what this is like? This is like Naked Gun two and a half in space with Nazis, shape-shifting monsters, riding dinosaurs. There you go. There's got to be someone doing drugs somewhere, though. Somebody somewhere <laughs> smoking some serious stuff. Yes, definitely. Do you need to... Seri Do you know what? When you, when you say what I've just said in context, how the hell do you come up with random shit like that? You can you can't. You've got to be a special brain or no brain. I don't know. Something in between. It would be, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, yeah, you do have to have a special brain. You're absolutely right. I think that's the only words sort of I can use. But um, there you go. So that's kind of that's my, my key recommendations for two blockbusters. Um, my Uncle John is a zombie, which anyone who loves Romero or, or zombies in general, it's, <clears throat> it's part of the canon. 
as yeah. far as I'm concerned. It's a must watch rental review, whatever, however you get it, watch yeah. it. Um, and Iron Sky is a cult iconic mad mashup of just success. Um, and there you go. So there's some recommendations to watch over the cold winter uh, months ahead of us. Mm. Guys, Thanks, any Paul. more recommendations? Any more thoughts, questions? Oh, so save sound for a future podcast. Yep. No, I think that's it now. I think we should just wind this one up, really. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say is, again, um, it's it's nearly October, or it should be October now. Um, we've got lots and lots and lots of really interesting podcasts coming up. Um, you'll hopefully have seen teasers for some of our guests. So we've been very busy. Apologies for not having a consistent flow of podcasts. But you're going to be listening to Eric Rowan, also known as Joseph Rudd, who was a wrestler, WWE. We've got Gina Jeffries, the blonde zombie from Dawn of the Dead. John Amplis has given us a two-part special. Uh, we've got um, Tim Capello, the sax king himself, um, who was just awesome. Uh, Russ Streiner, who is just fucking a living right. legend. Yeah. Um, Lindsay Drew from American Werewolf in London. Michael Carter from American Werewolf in London. Um, plus loads of other stuff in between. Yeah. Um, we've got tons of hopefully horror and uh, interesting horror related podcasts for you during these uh, ghoulish months ahead so um really the only thing i can say is thank you very much for watch, uh, watching these for listening to these on the podcast platforms if you like them please subscribe please share your comments on the youtube which is probably the easiest one for us to review and pick up uh, if there's anything you want us to cover or guests you'd like us to cover we are spending a lot of our time guys trying to get guests i'm working on some super super special guests but when you're going for super special guests it's not a phone call or an email it's lots of email exchanges over long periods of time to to get diary slots and all sorts um and yeah because we love these people we're interested in what they've contributed and and as friends we all like to talk about anyway so for us it's just a complete honor to to get people we've grown up watching and people whose films we love Mm. into our little podcast really yeah just to add to that just hit us up on all the social media platforms we were we were across them all and you'll get news and alerts and updates across all those platforms when guests are going to get released and little maybe snippet teasers as well throughout october so we've got keep some it previews. Up yeah we've got Indeed. some little previews some good little shout outs come in it's gonna be lots and of fun and don't just look at us, please look at the George A. Romero Foundation as well. Do hit them up across all the platforms, please, as well. Yeah, they're going to be looking to rebrand and relaunch at the beginning of October. Some really exciting stuff. Awesome. So everything's been covered, guys. So please yeah. like, share, and subscribe. Outlaws of Horror, out. <laughs>